Hey guys, welcome back to Travel Unicorns. I'm your host, Kendra, and today we're doing a little mini episode. We are having our financial fitness guru come talk with us again, Kristen McCoopero. She's going to bring you seven tips for having your most financially fit year ever. So grab a piece of paper and a pen and let's go. Hey, Kendra, thanks again so much for allowing me to share these seven tips with your audience. This is Kristen with Financial Fitness Coaching, and I want to share today seven year-end tasks for optimal financial health of your business. So here's what it is. I have seven things that I want you to make sure that you go through every single year. So obviously this year I'm talking about 2020 and 2021, uh, but every year if you create this list. And I'm going to have a link for you to go ahead and download this so that you can print it out. Um, but this will be the, this is the perfect way to wrap up a year to set your intentions for the following year in business, financial goals, um, our forecasting, our budgeting, all the things that we need to analyze and really what's going to set you up for success financially and profitability. So here's where it goes. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to go through your current year's P&L and analyze all of your spending in your most profitable months, identify the trends, identify investments that you've made. If you don't use bookkeeping software and you're a newer business, then simply I want you to pull up your last 12 month statements of the credit card or debit card that you use. And I want you to go ahead and start analyzing through that. Now, you should be keeping track of your revenue somewhere, whether it's in a traditional bookkeeping software or it is simply on an Excel spreadsheet. So if you don't have that, that is one of the first things you want to make sure that you do have, but I'm assuming you have something in place there. And I want you to go through this, ideally, again, the PNL, your profit and loss statement and analyze these things. So here's what you're looking for. Here's the things I want you to kind of just look through, sit on, take some notes on. Um, you can document this in your following year's forecast and spreadsheet. Um, but what were your highest months in revenue? So go back through and see where were your biggest sales and can you identify what contributed to that? So think about what events happened, what was the weather, what seasons, you know, were going on, where that was there a holiday, um, you know, does it link with school season, um, and, or the summer's off or, you know, parents going back to work. Uh, but how can, what can you identify that contributed to that? And then at the same time, identify your lowest months, because this is where we really need to work on helping you define a system to create a better cash flow. Because what traditionally happens, remember, is in your highest months, you do great, you make all this money, you take it home, and your lowest months, you get back to that hamster wheel, and you maybe use debt again, or you really, you don't take anything home. We want to identify and kind of identify any trends that are happening. Um, and make sure that we can put some plans into place with it. So start, start looking there, highs and lows, as far as revenue. Next, I want you to also look and, and log, did you make any significant investments that may have also affected some of those months and overall profitability? But what were the investments that you made this year, whether it was a piece of equipment, it was coaching, anything like that. And then how long will those investments last you? If it was something specific, like a piece of equipment, was it a new podcast equipment, light ring, computer? Do you expect it to last three or five years? 
and make a list of the investments that you'd like to make in the following year. What's big on your list? What do you think can improve your systems, your structure, um, investing in yourself, coaching courses? What are the things that you really want to do? After that, I want you to also look on your PL and identify what months are you the most profitable? Bottom line, cash in the bank, net income. What did you do differently on those months? Does it correlate to any of those things above, like seasons, holidays, weather event, all of those? Um, so take a look in that and see what you can identify. But that's what you're looking for when you're going through and analyzing your, your profit and loss statement and your spending and just seeing where things are going. You might identify that your spending was things that were not giving you return on investment. They were not moving you forward in your business. These are the things that we're looking at, okay? And that's going to hold you back from profitability. So the next thing that I want you to do once you've gone through and done that, and what I probably do is set each one of these for a different administrative day. Um, that way you can kind of um, soak in, look at it, look at your notes and really reflect on it. So the next one is you're going to set your next year's goals. So we're setting 2021 goals. And I know there's a ton of jokes about that right now, but the, the real thing is that one of the biggest things that we miss out on as a business owner is setting realistic, smart, short-term and long-term goals every single year. So I want you to look at the following year and set some of those goals and be very specific. You can first, what I love to do and what I teach to do is first kind of do a big brain dump. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Who do you want to be? What do you want to sell? But then go back through that list and then go back through and make them smart. So I want to sell, you know, 25 new widgets, or I want to sell $100,000 in services or 500,000 in services, or I want to add three new team members, or I want to bring home $10,000 a month, whatever it is, set very specific goals. What I also suggest is you go through and you set them actually as quarterly goals. So then line up what can come first. So, so that you're making sure you're hitting them in order. So we're really laying out very specific financial goals. All of your goals will come down to be financially related in the end, because it's either something you'll need to invest. You'll need to be able to have so much to be able to do. Um, you'll be making so much. Um, even if it's, I want to start a podcast, you'll have to be at a certain place or have to maybe have the right equipment or whatever it might be. Um, the right time, the right whatever uh, to be able to do that. So set them quarterly. And for each one of those goals that you set, identify two to three action steps that you can take to make them happen. So if the goal has to be, um, I want to start a podcast, let me just use that one again. What has to happen, hap happen to make that, you know, work? So you need to have an audience, you need to have maybe guests, or you need to have topics, or do you need to have a microphone? Do you need to have administrative days where you can batch work and batch record? Um, I'm not sure because I don't have a podcast, but you know, identify those goals that are going to happen and then break that down even one step back. What needs to happen for that? Is there anything else that you need to do? And so make sure to have that happen in quarter two that quarter one, you're taking those action steps to get there and or financially making sure you have the right equipment to be able to do so or time in your day. And then lastly, when it comes to goals, I want you to reverse engineer every goal that you can. So for example, a revenue goal. If you want to make $100,000 in the next 12 months in rolling period, 
what does that break down to per month? And so $100,000 for the year breaks down into $8,300 a month. You'd think I know that number by now, but I still had to do it. So for your business, how many clients or widgets or whatever it does, does that equal? Well, if we break that down even further um, weekly, that's $2,000 a week if you're, let's say, selling a product. And so how much is your product selling for? How many is that that you realistically need to sell? Is your pricing right? Are you priced for profitability? So go back through and reverse engineer everything that you can when it comes down to a financial directly related goal or number of people you have. Do you need two new clients a month to hit your goals? Um, do you need 22 new clients a month? And then how break that down further? How are you going to make that happen? So the third step then would be to use those goals, use your everything you analyze from the previous year and create your 2021 forecast and budget. So here's how I differentiate a forecast and a budget. Okay. The forecast is going to be the bigger picture. It's going to be the broader, the broader spectrum, more strategies, more kind of laying out again, what has to happen to make the numbers work. The budget is going to be getting in detail with your numbers. So what I want you to do and what I suggest that you do is you do lay out each year and you go back or each month and you lay out again what your expenses are, what you know that you have for fixed expenses, what we're looking at for variable expenses um, on the revenue, what your projected revenue will be. Have you been increasing at a certain rate month over month, year over year? Um, have you um, been... I lost my train of thought for just a second. Um, <laughs> you know, what, what events, again, go back to those events, what happened in January, February, and March of last year, are those events going to be happening this year? Obviously, 2020 and 2021, uh, there's, there's some significant things for certain businesses, and most people are affected one way or another, again, that what happened in somewhere between February and March through the end of the year on and off that is going to really greatly affect what happened last year, how you've pivoted, how you've adapted and what you'll do for 2021 um, and what kind of things you'll change. So remember revenue is not the ultimate definer here. We're looking for bottom line profitability, but every bit of revenue helps in your overall profitability. So look again, what are you doing for this year? And let's just you focus on what's going on, but what new events are you doing? What new marketing efforts do you have laid out? What new collaborations, whether can you expect holidays? When do they fall? What else will affect your business? Something we used to do in the restaurant industry that is great for a brick and mortar location is, you know, we used to basically journal the sales every single day. And then every year, or I mean, every day in the morning, one thing I would do is look at the previous year's journal of the sales. What did we do for lunch? What did we for, do for dinner? What did we do for the day? What events were happening in town? We logged all that. When I logged the sales, um, it was logged that if we did $8,000 for the day and certain for this, well, there was a convention in town or there was this in town. So that when we look at it this next year and we're doing forecasting and budgeting, you could say, oh, this convention's not coming. I will not expect to do those same level of sales. So every brick and mortar store can have that. And really every online business can do the same. Um, 
but you're looking at kind of different types of events, right? That might be affecting you um, in your business. So dial in the monthly budget then as you get closer each month. So you have laid out what you want to do ideally, what each month should look like in a perfect world. But as you get closer, you'll be able to so much changes every year and every month. As you get closer, you will you know, be able to dial in and fine tune a little bit more about what can actually be expected, what can be expected for revenue, what can be expected in expenses, what has to happen, what are you planning for, what do you need to plan for? All of this can greatly help you really plan out and map your cash flow. And again, if you know that you are traditionally slow and you've identified the last three years that you've been traditionally slow in May, you know to plan for a slowdown for May. Do so you want to use that time to take off entirely and you know basically close, um, run some things in the background, run on repeat, take some time to decompress, do some mid-year planning. But we also can plan your take-home pay so that you, in your highest month, let's say that March, you always have great months historically, we can plan to take some of that extra money, hold it over so you can still pay yourself in May. And that's the power of forecasting, planning, budgeting, cash flow planning, and really putting all of your systems, your goals, and everything together. So once your 2021 forecast and budget is created, the next thing I want you to do is you'd have everything in place here in your budgets, in your spreadsheet, in whatever you're using as your tool. This is the perfect time to go ahead and analyze all of your subscriptions. Subscriptions are a real get you when it comes to either business and or personal life. But here, of course, we're talking about the business, but make sure when you're listing in your budget, what I love, and if you download my business starter guide, you'll see this, but I have um, a special area for all of my annual subscriptions. And what I have you do is list how much they are when you pay in full, because you'll typically save 20%. When they renew, how much is that pay in full? How much do you need to be pulling out monthly? And are there opportunities for savings? So you can look down this list very easily once you have that all put together and say, okay, well, here are the eight things I'm using or 12 things. Is there anything that I can combine? Has anything changed so much in technology that I can actually use it to replace something else? Is there something new out that will be less expensive that I can use to replace one, two, or three of those items? Is there anything that I'm not using anymore because of a change in business, change in sales, change in revenue, change in um, COVID procedures, whatever it might be, um, or how we do things that I can completely eliminate, period. So look through those and analyze your subscriptions. And I really suggest you do this at least a couple of times a year. So when it's in your budget and when you're looking at these budgets every single month, then you're facing this more often and you, you will start to kind of catch this and stay up on it. Um, the next one is that this is a great time to review your insurances with your agent. So if you are too busy at this time of year, and let's say that if you are uh, product-based and you're selling tons of um, you know, jewelry or whatever it might be, then mark your calendar with a reminder now to do it in your slower months, January, February, March, or even better yet, get the appointment set right now. And so call your agent, say, I want to review my insurances. He or she can probably go ahead and start doing it for you too and just send you some questions. It doesn't have to take so long, but at least get that set now for doing it and make sure that you are properly covered. Um, is there too much or too little on something with the changes that you've had? 
Is there a better coverage out there? Is there a lower cost out there that's been a while? Um, have you started selling differently and may need to have a different type of insurance? Cyber insurance is one example that may be right for you if you're an online business. Um, but getting those insurances renewed annually. I hope that your agent is already contacting you about that, but make sure that you are looking at that and just ensuring that you have the proper coverages um, for the right prices and that you've got the best of what there is right now. So my sixth one then has absolutely nothing to do with, <laughs> with direct financially related, but it could be financially devastating if it doesn't happen. And this is back up your computer. So ideally, obviously, you're really doing this much more often, weekly, monthly, quarterly. Um, but at the very least, if you've never backed up your computer, I want you to put that in your list now. And so make sure that you have an external hard drive. And if you don't have one, maybe now's the time to, to invest. I don't believe in just investing and purchasing just because it's your end, okay? But check with your CPA, tech, check with your tax accountant for year-end strategies. Um, see if it makes sense for you, your numbers, where your business ends. And if it's the time to spend and make an investment, absolutely. It's not, it's not even that much. They're about $60 to $80 for a two terabyte um, external hard drive. Something, something around that that you can pick it up. So. In general, don't just spend a dollar to save a quarter. That's the wrong tax strategy. But this is backing up your computers, number one. And with that, you may need to make that investment. And the end of year is the time for some businesses to make the investment if they're hurtling on um, a tax bracket. And make sure that you just check with your CPA, your um, tax accountant, if there's anything else that you need to be doing on that end. Um, but my, my main tip for you here is make sure that you have that external hard drive and back up that computer because it will be financially devastating if you lose everything that you've been working so hard on and do try to put this on your counter for every month at the very minimum. And my very last one is to make sure that you go and you collect on any outstanding receivables. And with that, if you have outstanding receivables, people who have not paid you their services, they're due, they're overdue, they're slow payers, analyze your client database. Um, this is for mostly for service-based businesses, but do you have clients who repeatedly are slow payers? Are they your ideal client in other ways? Um, ask yourself, how do they fit into your overall revenue goals? Are they from early on and you've been charging them hardly anything and you've quadrupled your services since then? Could there be a price increase? Um, is there, if, if you cut them out, could you pick up more ideal clients and be more profitable with those ideal clients? Have you started to niche down and maybe they're just not the right fit and you can give them to somebody and suggest that they work with somebody else who they might be a better fit? Um, analyze the payment plans and options if you have them. So if you have slow payers, look and see, are they ones who take the longest, the longest payment plan? If you have an offer a 12 month payment plan, are you having to go out and collect on those? So are they really worth it? Are they worth your time? Are you not actually getting paid by offering that? This is the perfect time to go through and analyze all of that as you're looking at your outstanding receivables. I'm not just telling you to collect the money to get the money in for 2020, 
but also to collect the money and really look and see is what you're doing working well when it comes to those strategies and your clients, your pricing, um, those slow payers, things like that. So where they fit down. So collect those outstanding receivables and really analyze those databases, those payment plans, those options, and make sure that they are working for you if you have them. So there you have my seven year end task for the optimal financial health of your business. To really step that up, you want to make sure you're actually looking at each one of these also then over and over again monthly. But at the very least, if you've not been doing these, let's get them done for 2020, 2021. And so that you have the most profitable, goal-driven, oriented year and you stay on task for exactly what you need to do to grow your business, to get it to where you want to be so that you have your business supporting your life not your life supporting your business. So again, I'm Kristen with Financial Fitness Coaching. And thank you again, Kendra, so much for having me and allowing me to share my seven year, seven tips for the year and tasks. Um, I do have an online business starter where I do talk about the budgeting and the forecasting and how to get some of this done. So it really kind of brings in the subscriptions, the budget, the forecast, um, that's a part of it. It also has my ebook for the seven steps to being a profitable business, how to control your cash flow, um, creating your legacy box for your family and for your business, and a few other things. So that is available on my website. Um, it's a little bundle pack that I've put together to get started on these things. Um, and it takes into account at least four or five here of these. Um, of these strategies that you need to do. So anybody who's looking for a little bit more guidance can certainly go and purchase that. Um, I also have this free for a free available download um, just to kind of go back through. So you can go through, check off the boxes um, step by step and just have this kind of as a PDF in front of you as well. So you can get that off of my website also. So thank you again, and I will talk to you soon. Okay, so how many pages did you fill up trying to take med notes while Kristen was dropping all those awesome tips on our Financially Fit 2021? Don't worry, though, because Kristen has it all written down for us. If you go to financialfitnesscoaching.com, you can check out her 2021 fitness guide there. Or go to tribeofunicorns.com, and I'm going to have an entire page dedicated to all of these resources so you guys can grab everything all at once. So that's going to be tribeofunicorns.com slash 2021. Thanks for listening again. Check back tomorrow. We're going to launch another episode every day until New Year's Eve. This is going to be your best year yet, guys. I know it, and we can do it together. Have a great day.